Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God does. Well, welcome to week two of Advent. We're so excited to keep sharing on the Christmas story with you today. Before we start, I just want to remind you that our prayer and workouts this entire month, if you join a live class, it is no cost. These workouts are where we take these podcast topics and we put them into motion. So we move our body and we center it around the topic that we have for the podcast this week. We have strength training. We have stretch and recovery. We have HIT, which is basically just body weight days. And then we also have cardio days where you you can run or walk or be on a treadmill, an elliptical, or a spin bike. So if you would like to join us, you can go to palmrunning.com or see the link in the show notes. If you can't join us live, we have all of our workouts to go along with every podcast episode we've ever done available for you the entire month of December for just $1. So we wanted to make sure that it was affordable and easy for you to try this out, to move your body a little bit and center it all back on Jesus. And so today, what we're going to do is keep going in the Christmas story, and we're going to talk a little bit about hardships that come in this season. And six years ago, I was about 20 weeks pregnant at this time. We were living in South Carolina. I was working full-time in the emergency room as a nurse practitioner and getting ready for the Christmas season. We had planned to travel home and visit our family during the holidays. This was actually a Christmas that I was scheduled to work, so we were planning to go home a few days after. And I was getting ready for work one morning, it was just a couple days before Christmas, and I'm upstairs in our guest bathroom. We had done the typical, I had started a small reno project in our master bathroom. We had bought this house, and it had this lantern. It looked like lantern wallpaper all over the bathroom. It just wasn't my taste, so I was removing it, and as I did that, we found that the whole shower needed to be redone, so we did this massive project, and if you've ever done home improvement projects yourself, or if you're like us, that it just takes a long time to finish, so I'm upstairs in our guest bathroom. I'm right next to my husband's office, and I'm blow-drying my hair. I have this green brush in my hands and I don't hear that his phone rang. He took a phone call and he comes in, he kind of taps me on the shoulder. And I just knew he had this look on his face that something was just off. And so I put the blow dryer down. I still had this green brush in my hand and it would stay in my hand for the next five to 10 minutes. And he looked at me and told me that someone that I had loved extremely and was very close with had suddenly passed away. And this came without warning. We had no idea. And so just days before Christmas, we'd got this news and it, it was just complete shock to us. And so thankfully I was able to adjust my my schedule and we were able to go home and be with family. And on Christmas Eve, we were in church, but not celebrating Christmas in the evening. It was celebrating a funeral. And so Christmas looked a lot different that year. It wasn't full of cheer. There was a lot of tears, painful goodbyes and, and a hole that was just left. And so maybe this is where you're at the season. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's an illness or a stressor, or maybe there's just a life challenge and you're not feeling the peace and hope. And maybe you're thinking that this Christmas story isn't for you because everyone else is celebrating and cheerful around this Christmas story and you're hurting. And so today I want to walk through and I want to reframe that mindset. I want to look at this Christmas story and we're going to do a lot of it through the lens of Mary today. And I want to see and share with you just how there is hardships that came in Christmas, but how this is actually the thing that this season is for. And so if you're there and if you're hurting, 
I want to help you walk through that. So we're going to talk through the birth of Jesus. And this starts in Luke chapter one at verse 26. So if you've been doing where you're reading a chapter a day of Luke throughout the Advent season, you may have read through this. So we're going to go through some of this together today. And then I'm also going to pull some of the Christmas story from a different book in the gospel, one that's not so cheery and bright and kind of put all these pieces together. So we're going to start when Mary finds out that she's going to conceive Jesus. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary. This is the same angel that went to Zechariah. This angel had some really cool assignments back then. So the angel comes to Mary and says, hail favored one, the Lord is with you. And Mary's response was, she was greatly troubled. And I'm just thinking to myself, if an angel of the Lord comes to me and says that the Lord is with me, I'm probably thinking I am about to die. Like it is all ending. And so Mary felt troubled. And the angel replies, do not be afraid. This is the same exact storyline that happened with Zechariah. And to me, I just have to pause right here. I just have to remind myself that Mary felt fear. Zechariah felt fear. We're going to see this a couple more times today. And so that fear comes into your mind is something that we can't always control. That first thought that comes in. But what we can control is how much attention we give to it. And we can replace that now with this, do not be afraid. The Lord is with you because God is always with us. And we see this message over and over. Do not be afraid because God is with us. And so the angel goes on to say to Mary that God has found favor with Mary and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. And Mary's still a little perplexed at this. She's wondering how this could be because she's never had relations with a man. So she, she kind of says all this to the angel. And in other words, this is again, reminding me that if something doesn't make sense or odd things are happening in your life, it's okay to go to God with it and ask him those questions. God is not afraid of our questions. He's here to help us sort them out, especially when things don't make sense. And so the angel angel explains a little bit more that the Holy Spirit will come to Mary. Mary will conceive and this child will be the child of God. And the angel also tells Mary that Elizabeth is six months pregnant and Elizabeth was thought to be barren. This is what we talked about last week with Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were this older couple advanced in age thought to be barren in that day and time that was looked at as to be sinful because they could not have children, yet they never lost faith. And they continued to pray to God even when there were no words from God, even when they felt like they weren't hearing from him. And when God's time was right, they conceived. And their child would be John the Baptist, and he would pave the way for Jesus. He would encourage people to repent from their sins and encourage people to prepare for the coming of Jesus. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this next week. So I'm not going to dive into it too much. But what I just want us to see here is that God's timing is perfect, and his plan is perfect, and it all comes together when it's supposed to. And sometimes we don't see that. Sometimes a lot of times we don't see that or feel that, but God is in control and he's no, and he knows what he's doing. And the angel reminds Mary that nothing will be impossible for God. So the old couple who was thought to be too far in age to have children, they can have children when God's in the story. The virgin who's never had relations with a man can have a child when God is in the story. And whatever you are facing today will not overtake you when God is in the story. And as Mary hears this, she says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done according to your word. And so as the angel came to Mary at first, she was a little bit fearful. She asked, how could this happen? And then she surrendered any of her desires and she kept the faith. And so maybe there's something in your life right now that God's calling you to, but you're fearful and that fear is holding you back. Maybe what God just wants to say is, do not be afraid. I am with you. And if you have questions about it or how is this going to happen, this just doesn't make sense. Pray about it. Ask God about it. And then ultimately, it is surrendering and knowing that it is God's will. Let God's will be done. Mary modeled this to us 
so beautifully. And Jesus would end up doing this through his life. And especially at the end of his life, when he's preparing to go on the journey to the cross, he prays and says, God, if you can take this away from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And I think this becomes a hard part for us so often because this isn't what society tells us is normal. What's normal is live your life, do what you want, go after what you want, create a story that centers around you and you become the center of this story. And I've been here. I've been here in a lot of seasons of my life where it was all about me and it was all about my plans. And I was missing that had nothing to do with me and everything to do with God, because it's not about becoming the center point in our own story, a story that will just quickly fade and and go away when we're gone. It's about becoming a small piece in God's story. And what's so beautiful about God is he extends grace to us when we land in that place where we're making it all about us. And so if you've been there, there's no shame, there's no guilt. God loves you. And he is working in your life in those seasons where you're not even paying attention to him <laughs> because I've been there and I've, I've seen that. And so when you do turn back to him, even though you've had that season of making it all about you, he's going to pull you right back and you're going to end up exactly where you're meant to be. But maybe what he wants to ask you right now is, are you willing to surrender the plans that you have for your life, for the plans that God has for yours? And this wasn't Mary's plan. This wasn't Mary's plan to conceive God's child. And so we're going to go into Matthew now because in Matthew, we see a little bit more of this struggle come through. And when Mary had this all happen to her, she was engaged to Joseph. And when Joseph found out that Mary was expecting a child and clearly Joseph wasn't the father, he tried to quietly divorce Mary to prevent exposing her from shame. This is in Matthew chapter one. So Joseph was kind of like, whoa, this is not my kid. I don't want any shame or any bad stuff to happen to Mary. I'm just going to quietly divorce her. And so that's his plan. And the angel appears to Joseph in the dream and says, do not be afraid. Here's our line again over and over. And I can't help but think maybe there is something in your life that God just wants you to hear this right now. Do not be afraid, especially when God then explains the plan because the angel explained the plan to Joseph and Joseph listens. And so he stays with Mary and they plan to have this baby, but there's more struggle. And there's a lot more reasons why Mary and Joseph could have been fearful in this season. I just think of the journey of them going together to a different town right before Mary's supposed to have the baby for the census. I didn't travel more than 20 to 30 minutes from my house when I was about to have a baby, but they took that journey together and they, they did it. And then when the baby is born and Jesus is born, King Herod hears about it and he tells his majesty to go find this child, to do him homage, and then come back to me and tell me so I can go pay him homage. He makes it sound like he's going to go do this good deed, but you will see a little bit later in the story that that wasn't Herod's intent at all. And so the Magi go, they give Mary and Joseph gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and then they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, so they went back to their country another way. Then once the Magi had left, and we are in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, it says that the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. And so Joseph rose, and he took the child and his mother by night, and they departed for Egypt. And they stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled out of Egypt 
I call my son. And this just seems like a bad dream, doesn't it? And we haven't even got to the point of the story years later where Mary will have to watch Jesus suffer and die one of the most brutal deaths. Mary and Joseph didn't ask for this child. And yet here they are having to run into the night to protect this child's life. And you might be thinking, was God wrong? Did he make a mistake? And what Mary and Joseph show us is that God's plan can include darkness. And just because it's hard or difficult doesn't mean that it's not God's will. And whenever I think about this, and then especially thinking about this in the form of new motherhood, I always think to back when I became a mom. And I remember being so excited. I had always known that I wanted to have children. And I was just so excited for this new baby. I was at the baby shower, just glowing, minus a little bit of heartburn and low back pain, but always knew I wanted to be a mom. I was just so excited to hold this baby in my hands and was just so thankful that God had chosen me to be a mom to this baby. And I had the baby. And at first it's so amazing. And then really quickly came the long nights, baby not sleeping. My first baby had colic. There was feeding issues and there was a lot of exhaustion. There was a lot of fatigue. There was a lot of really hard points. But just because it got hard, just because there were days where I was tired or exhausted or even fearful as a new mom, doesn't mean that it wasn't God's plan And it doesn't mean that this wasn't a dream that I had had that God had also put in my heart for a reason. And so here we're even on a bigger scale scale with Mary and Joseph. They are fleeing in the night, but just because they are fleeing in the night doesn't mean that God's plan had failed. God knew all along that this would be the plan. Egypt at this time in history was a safe place for refugees. So God knew that that would be the place to go. And then let's go back to that statement that said, out of Egypt, I called my son. My footnotes in my Bible come in really handy here because I'm like, okay, what is this prophet saying out of Egypt? I call my son. If you go back to Hosea 11, one, and you go there, it says out of Egypt, I called my son. This is years ago in the Old Testament. So just as God guided the Israelites out of Egypt, now we're going to come full circle here and he's going to call Jesus out of Egypt. God knows what he's doing. He's in control. There's a reason for his waiting. His timing is always perfect and it's never wrong. And yes, there will be darkness and there will be hard times. Because of Christmas, we have this hope that we have everything we need as we walk through the dark night. And we not only know the ending of the Christmas story, but we know how Jesus's story ends here on earth and what that means for us. So even as darkness comes, maybe you're not feeling the holiday magic this year. Maybe you're walking through the night and you are feeling so dark and alone. This is what this Christmas story is all about because you're not alone in the dark. You have Jesus with you and the hope that this darkness will not last forever and the hope that this darkness has a bigger purpose and meaning. And maybe you're not in the dark right now. Maybe you are feeling that love of Jesus or maybe you've gone through the struggles and you're on the other side of them. And in this season, you are feeling peace and you are feeling connected to Jesus and his message. Then right now, the story of Christmas for you is to share that with just someone else. Find one other person and be that light of Jesus for them in the darkness. That's what we're all called to. So if you're not in the dark, then we can go be that light for someone else who is in the dark. And so maybe you're thinking to me, okay, this is a great story, 
but I'm struggling and I don't know where to go and I don't see the light in the darkness right now and I don't have an angel appearing to me in a dream telling me what my next step to do and and the reality is most of us don't. We don't have an angel appearing to, to us in a dream, but what we do have is the Holy Spirit living in us. After Jesus died, he sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. We have the word of God. We have all these stories to give us hope and to speak to us in whatever season we're in. And we have the ability to sit down today and talk to our God and our maker who created this whole thing and who's who's in control of this whole thing. And maybe you don't hear him loud and clear today. Maybe you're like Zechariah last week that we talked about that was praying and praying and just didn't hear it, but he still showed up. He still showed up and prayed and trusted that if he stayed connected to God, that it would happen. And so then you stay connected even on the days you don't hear it. So for when that day that you do get that tug in your heart and you do feel God putting something on your heart, you're ready. And maybe it's a day where something just crazy or just completely off what you ever thought you would do comes into your heart. You listen to it. You can trust it and you can pray about it and you can feel that it's from God and you can take the step of faith. And so if that's where you are today, I just encourage you to keep showing up. Even in the darkness, just keep showing up, keep seeking God, keep praying and knowing that he is in control. And while it may seem dark, he will guide you and he will be your light one step at a time. And maybe he's just asking you to be here right now in the dark and just surrender it all to him and pray to him and trust him where you are. And then seek out the light scripture, someone of faith who will point you back to Jesus in prayer. And now I want to go back just a little bit into this story as we end and wrap up today. I want to go back to when Mary is still pregnant and she goes to visit Elizabeth. So Elizabeth again is with Zachariah and they are pregnant with John the Baptist. So Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And when Mary sees Elizabeth and comes in contact with her, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumps for joy. So Elizabeth becomes filled with the Holy Spirit. And she says to Mary, blessed are you who believed what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And so that's what I want to ask myself today. And that's what I want to ask you. Are you believing these words that have been spoken to us by God? We have this amazing book of scripture with not only everything we need to get through this life, but to thrive. And again, that doesn't mean there won't be challenges or hardships, but that means when the challenges and hardships come, we have everything we need to get through them. God just doesn't come to us when we've got it all together and we're on the high top of the mountain praising him. He comes to help us at our lowest points and he's with us through it all. The only thing that we need is to be willing to be willing to do what God is putting on our heart. And Mary was the perfect example of that. She was willing to offer her body to grow the son of God. She was willing to say yes to that, even if it meant jeopardizing her engagement. She left her home and everything she knew to flee to another country to protect this baby. And when the time came for this baby to grow and pay the ultimate price, she stood by and witnessed it all. Mary knows pain and struggle, and yet she surrendered all of her desires for her life to to let the will of God come to be. And so as we go through this season, it's a great time to reflect and see, am I doing the things that God has asked me to do? Right? What is it that he's speaking into my life that I, I'm pushing back on because of fear? Or maybe I have questions, or maybe the enemy is speaking some other lie into my life. Am I living out God's will in this season, or am I getting caught up living for the things of the world? 
Am I taking that time to spend in prayer with Jesus and and getting to know him? Even if it's clumsy in the beginning, even if you sit down for that five minutes of prayer and your mind goes a million different directions, are you still coming back and trying and trying to connect to him and just grow with him? And are you turning back to him each time you fall off track? Because none of us are perfect. We all get tempted. We all live for worldly desires because we live in a broken world and we're broken. But if we come back to Jesus, that's where we become whole again. And Mary's story is a beautiful reminder of what happens when we open our heart to God and we let his will be done in our life. And then the last question is, am I believing that even though I face pain here in this world, that it all won't be wasted? That Christmas six years ago when I lost someone extremely special to me was filled with a lot of heart and a lot of pain. But I can also say in this really odd way that it, there was just this sense of peace in it. Um, this woman that I lost, she she loved God. And she said yes to God no matter what he put into her life. And she faced challenge after challenge while she walked here on earth. And she loved God with all she had. She would give money to the poor and to the needy before she fed herself. And there was no doubt in my mind that that Christmas was her first Christmas sitting with Jesus in heaven. And I just remember walking into the church on Christmas Eve for her funeral service. And Christmas is always my most favorite time in the church because it's so beautiful, all the trees and all the lights. And I just remember thinking, what a beautiful celebration of a beautiful life that followed after Jesus and is now celebrating with him in heaven. And it was because of her faith. It was because of her strength in Jesus. And mine was not that strong then, but it was because of her strength that I felt that sense of peace while there was still much hurt and much sadness. There was that sense of peace that came that transcend all understanding. And so that is my prayer for you. If you are hurting this season, to let you lean into this Christmas story, the one that gives us hope in something more than just our time here on earth. The one that promises an ending with no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. The one that tells us that goodbyes aren't forever. It's just, I'll see you later. And the one that says, even when it's dark, like when Mary and Joseph were wandering in the night to Egypt, that we still have hope to cling on to because we have Jesus. And so I hope and I pray that as you go through this Advent season, that you can hold on to this message and you can hold on to the hope that Jesus brings and that you see him in all the situations and feel him because it's a beautiful time of the year to slow down, right? Advent is this season of waiting and to reflect back on this meaning of this beautiful time of the year. So let's end today in prayer. Dear God, Thank you so much for this Christmas story. Thank you for the reminder that your timing is always perfect timing. And that while we are here, your plan may have hardship and it may have struggle, but it's never wasted. And that if we can surrender our desires for our life to your will, that there will be beautiful endings in store for us. We may not see it on this side of heaven. And on the days that we struggle with that, God, I ask that you just remind us to be not afraid, to trust your will, to trust your plan, and to surrender our will for yours. And help us to be that Christmas light. Help us to be that light for someone else in the darkness this season and spread some of your hope, your love, and your joy that we are celebrating as we go through these next few weeks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As 
always, it is such an honor to share with you. If you feel that these podcasts are helping you, if you feel like you just want to help them reach someone else and you don't know how to do it, just leave us a rating and review. This is the simplest way to help our podcast get in the hands of more people. And then also just sharing it maybe with a friend or family member who you think might love it, or just share it on a social media. You never know who may need to see it and hear this message. And as always, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Do not forget about our prayer and workouts this month. Come join us and come try it out. Take the step. I know you'll love it. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's a safe place and we're excited to move with you and pray with you and for all of you who have been joining us. And we pray that you are connecting to Jesus and feeling him in this season. We will see you again next week.